Hello, my name is Kevin Rajapaksa, and you're here listening to the Local Athletes of Ojai podcast. Don't know the name yet, but we'll see where this goes. It's currently 91 to 90. Warriors up by one at the end of the third quarter as I'm watching, and I'm sitting here with Dante Rendon, a local cross-country slash track star. Dante, how are you? I'm great, Kevin. Thanks for having me. No problem. So, how long have you been running uh, in track and cross-country? Oh, yeah. So, um, pretty much, I've been running track at Nordoff High School for four years, and I just ended my last um, my last season. It's my senior year now. And uh, as for cross-country, I've been running at Nordoff since my sophomore year, and I finished my last season back in November of 2021. It's good to hear. What makes running so fun for you or for other people that run? Yeah, well, um, that's something like a lot of people might tell you. I know a lot of people tell me, like, why do you run? Do you find enjoyment in running? Yeah. And to that, I reply, well, first, you got to try it in order to, to judge it. Because a lot of people, when they think of running, they think of they think of it as a punishment, something that you normally wouldn't find fun. But really, um, the really fun part about cross country and track and field is not necessarily the running aspect of it, although that is fun sometimes. It's the, re- the re- sort of relationships that you make with friends and just the overall experience and the fulfillment that you receive from the sport. It's really good to hear, and I agree with that for many sports, but typically track and cross-country itself has this you know, very specific, very you know, unique impact for an athlete. So, Dante, I mean, running right now is probably fun. And I had bet that you had a really good time doing it this year, being your last year. You had you made the most out of it. But do you see yourself running after high school? You know, maybe just recreationally or maybe even in college? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked that question, Kevin, because I've been thinking about this question a lot. And um, what I think for now is that I am not planning to continue running in college just because I think it it is a very big commitment of time. And sometimes I feel myself overwhelmed with the amount of schoolwork that I have and balancing that with my own social life, social life and other interests. Um, but I would like to continue running as a thing on my own. because mm-hmm. And that's one of the greatest things about running is that you don't really need to be part of a team like soccer or volleyball. It's, very, it's really a very individual sport. And I will continue most definitely to run on my own after high school. Nice. I mean, seeing people on the news for cross country and all kind of brought the spark, you know, kind of worldwide about, you know, achievements and all. And, you know, I'm not, my knowledge is not the best on running, but, you know, a person that, uh, what was it, sub two hours on a marathon or whatever, like, what are your thoughts on that and those achievements coming in right now of just unfathomable feats that you see practically every year yeah well that that was a very great story and i was very excited when i first heard about you kachobi when he first broke the two-hour marathon um well yeah it's running is a lot about not setting barriers for yourself um and obviously that was exemplified and really it's a great thing because it shows that the work that you put in will eventually come out with a great result well i mean I understand that point. And, you know, looking at that article and all, and looking at like the whole headlines and all, going deeper, you find out that whatever his name was, sorry, 
he was wearing these Nike shoes with carbon plates and they were made specifically for him, which kind of leads on to a sort of advantage for someone like him and not to these everyday runners that you see. So do you think that that advantage kind of, well, obviously played a role, but do you think that it makes it so it's not a fathomable feat for any other everyday person? Oh yeah, well that's that's an interesting question, but um, I think I think it's okay that he wears those shoes because really those shoes are now available to everybody to wear. Anybody can oh, really? purchase those shoes. Yeah, nice. and well, it's really while the shoe has been scientifically proven to make uh, your stride more effective just because of the amount of return on power that you put in. I think a lot of it really ends up coming down to like the athlete itself and really just how hard they work. And especially now, since anybody can use the shoe and anybody can, any athlete can use the same shoe. Well, I think it should be allowed because it, you know, the, every sport is constantly evolving and I think that it should be allowed. It's just what I think. That's good to hear. I respect your opinion. And what was the runner's name again? I believe it was Yulid Kipchobi. Yulid Kipchobi? Something like that. Something like that. Um, so people like him, I mean, they're stars at this point, you know, garnering attention. So Dante, who are your role models in running, like professionally or just, you know, might be just a person in general? Okay, so I think my role models really are... Um, if anybody's familiar with the Newbury Park cross country team and track team, they are very phenomenal, actually, especially yeah. this season. Yes, especially this season. But um, I would say that they're, I I don't know if I would say that they're my role models, but they're definitely inspiring. Just what they do, um, just because of the feats that they've accomplished, especially for high schoolers. Um, pretty much on the Newbury Park team, um, it's really four notable um, players. Really, it's all right. So we got Leo Young, we got Lex Young, we got Colin Shalman, and we got Aaron Shalman. So just two sets of brothers. Yeah, two sets of brothers. That is actually. pretty phenomenal. To hear. It is phenomenal, especially to hear that they are on the same team and just to hear what they have accomplished so far. So pretty much, if you guys don't already know. Um, Colin Shalman, senior at Newbury Park High School. I believe he runs somewhere around a 358 mile. 358? I believe so. It might be 359. 358. And what's, what's the time to qualify for CIF? Oh, it's way slower than that. I mean... What? Yes. Damn. I mean, for like a CIF mile, they do this thing. I think it's called like... I don't know. I forgot what it's called, but there's this time that you can make um, so you can automatically qualify for CIF if for CIF finals and then for state if your team doesn't qualify. So you can qualify individually. I believe state last year might have been like a 414 mile. But yeah, so pretty much it's pretty crazy what they can do. I'm pretty sure Leo, Leo Young has a four minute flat mile. Uh, I think he set that at Asusa Meet of Champions. Um, weren't, I, you, weren't you at that meet? Yes, I was at that meet myself. Um, definitely wasn't in the same heat as Leo Young. As that's I would, right. I would have to be a lot faster for that. But you know, that's part of what makes them inspiring for me. Just because, you know, we're running, 
you know, they're, they're pretty much local. They're in Newbury Park. That's like by Thousand Oaks. So it's just, it's crazy to think that like they're my age and, you know, they're running like crazy times, times that could put you at the top of like any like running program at any college. They're running at collegiate, collegiate levels. You know, and speaking of that, I mean, we have another local athlete too, Charlie Schirmer, that once played or ran against him during our very own OI Roadrunners and beat him. Yes. It's, it's, it's weird. Yes. Weird that, to say. That is very true. Uh, allegedly, Charlie Shermer beat Leo Young, a.k.a. the four-minute miler, in a Roadrunners race back when he was, I believe, in fifth grade. Jeez. Now... I know the Young Brothers have another brother, Nico. So, you fan of Lex and Leo or Nico Young? Um, probably. I think I relate more with Lex and Leo just because, well, they're in high school now and Nico Young is now attending Northern Arizona University. NAU represent. NAU, yeah. The Lumberjacks. Hey, Angelo Sorrentino. Hey, yeah. Former NHS graduate. Angelo Sorrentino is now a lumberjack as well. All right. Now, offset from that, let's talk about running as a whole. What are the pros and cons of running in your opinion? The pros and – well, I don't know if there's any really cons, Kevin. But um, pros, there's definitely a lot of pros. Um, first of all, I mean, your health. I think running is a very good thing overall for your health, especially your cardiovascular and pulmonary health. True. Um, obviously – you build up a lot of cinema. It can carry on to a lot of other sports. I know that a lot of cross-country and track um, runners, um, a lot of them come from soccer just because it's like, it can be a very like cardio, cardio-like focused sport. And um, well, apart from like health benefits, um, well, I think track and cross-country, they're, they're very unique sports in the sense that you can you really relate to everybody else because everybody runs the same race and depending on the amount of work that you put in, um, it really shows because there's a specific time that you get when you cross that finish line and you can't really refute that, that time because a time is a time and you can't, it's not like any other sport where you, you might say you had a bad game. If you had a bad race, then you know it because your time shows it. So I think that's something that's really, really good. That's pretty wonderful to hear coming from an athlete like you. I mean, me myself, I mean, I can't really run that far, but it's good to hear that, you know, there are health benefits to it. And, you know, there's a lot of good to it, even if you yourself can't really do it. There's, you can do it in small ways, you know, small distances. You can even try to sprint if you want or even go long distance like you. Now, you run for Nordoff, right? No other club? That is correct. So how can you describe and, you know, relay how the Nordoff High School's running program is? Uh, well, I would say that um, the running program at Nordoff is definitely taking, taking a bit of a hit because of the COVID pandemic. Oh. Um, that could be reflected through our numbers, especially in track and field, where normally our team would consist of somewhere around between 90 and 110 runners. Uh, this year, I believe we're potentially down to about 70 athletes. 70, really? Yeah, 70. And well, to be fair, before, sorry for interrupting. Oh, it's but, okay, it's okay. You know, is that in any shape or form, like, by grade, or is that by just people as a whole? Because, you know, going down from 90 to 100 down to 75 is pretty 
incredible. 30 down, 30% yeah. down, you know? Yeah. So is that like a grade reflected? Is like the lower classmen population in track lower or is it just the whole track program as a whole just lower? Well, I don't know. I think it's really just from, from everyone. I know, I think the senior class right now consists of the most members of the track team. Oh, really? So I, I really hope that next year there will be more people that um, would like to join track because I think, well, I would recommend it to anyone because I think it's a really great sport. Uh, as I've said, you know, you make a lot of good friends and you meet a lot of good people. I think there's a lot of really good people in the running community. Um, everybody really just has respect for each other because everybody goes through the same pain, really. And I think that's one of the great things about track. Well, that being said, to anybody that, uh, you know, going next year or right now that's listening to this in Nordoff, you don't, if you don't know what sport you're going to or, you know, you just want to relay and just go straight into PE, don't. Like, try track. There's it's track and field. There's a lot more than just running. You know, there's field events. There's throwing. There's log jump, high jump. There's, you know, shot put. Or, I already said shot put. There's discus. There's pole vault. There's a lot more. That's true. A lot of people think that track is just about running, but that's just not true. Uh, yeah, as Kevin mentioned, there's a, a lot of events within track and field. And so if running's not your thing, then you can try out other things and it's it's rewarding well it's good to talk to you right now dante let's take a break and we'll be back to with you shortly after this sponsored message are you craving south asian and tibetan food and also sushi try mandala restaurant down here in oi california right next to the circle k right on the 33 highway you'll find the best south asian and japanese sushi yeah, Mandala. Yeah, dude. And we're back. Last time I was speaking to Dante before the break, we are talking about COVID and how that affected track. But we got to get a little bit personal on Dante's life. So, Dante, why did you decide to join track and cross opposed to other sports like, you know, football, golf, volleyball, stuff like that? All right. So, originally going into high school, my only sport was marching band. Who? And... Um, well, that was a winter sport or, um, fall. fall sport. My bad. It was a fall sport. And then after March band was over, someone in my band class, um, her name was Jasmine Ramirez. Um, she asked me if I wanted to join the track team. And at first I was, I think I was a little hesitant because, um, I was never really a runner. Um, I never really ran in my life, um, past PE and you know, I came out to track, I tried it out, and then eventually I was like, it's not too bad. I see. So, did you join track your sophomore year or your freshman year? Um, yeah, I joined track my freshman year, and um, I pretty much did it all the way until my senior year. So that means you joined cross like your sophomore year, right? Yeah, I joined my, uh, cross country my sophomore year after doing track my freshman year, because I was doing uh, distance in track. And pretty much if you do distance and track, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to do cross country just because they're so similar and the seasons really just combine into each other. You know, you get good in cross country, you'll you'll show it in track. And if you show it in track, you'll show it back in cross country. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But did you start off with long distance when you joined track your freshman year? Or did you do like short sprints or like field events at all? Uh, no, I'm not. I've never been that good of a sprinter or really much else but distance is really just my sort of my it's my jam so it was like just by chance that you start off with track you started with distance and it just kind of fell in place 
yeah, pretty much just sort of fell in place. It started with it and I ended with it. So, you know, there's a lot of track runners, like kind of like the Young Brothers, maybe like Charlie Sherman and people like that, where they did road runners, kind of like me, like way back. But you, for instance, didn't. You joined in high school. So what was that like, you know, joining later in your life and not, you know, doing it in your youth? Yeah, well, I probably wish I would have been able to join track earlier, but it was just never really a thing that I ever was involved in. Um, but yeah, definitely there is, uh, I would say, a big advantage to runners that started early, like uh, such as in running clubs um, for like for younger younger people like road runners the, uh, mm-hmm. the club that we have in Ohio. yeah um i think that a lot of the runners that are currently in high school that started off early in those sort of running clubs or you know that t- um that commitment that time commitment really pays off in high school running because you have a lot more time to develop as a runner yeah and you know looking back like when i was researching about you you know we go into the details you started off doing the 800 meter, the three mile and the 1600 and maybe even the four by four, for instance. But, you know, looking at your 800, you start off freshman year with a 251 and literally a couple weeks ago, you PR'd and went 218 for your last race, which is what a like a mile pace for 436. And that's pretty insane saying that your PR for the mile is already 457 so you know like what was your mentality for every race that you go through especially this last race where it is the last one that you'll do for your high school career yeah well um all right so you mentioned yeah so i ran a 118 for my or sorry a 218 for my last 800 meter which honestly in the grand scheme of cross country is not that much of an impressive time but the great thing about track and just really running in general is you're not really all the time you're not really racing just to you know be the best because you can't always be the best in track in cross country and in any sport really so what you're really doing is racing against the clock racing at your racing against yourself and yeah so could you repeat your question again uh what was oh well what i was trying to say was like what's going through your mind like you like just the mentality that you had going for that 218 800 meter and it also being your last race of your high school career yeah well yeah um that mentality you know um i remember going into league finals uh knowing it would be my last race and pretty much i was just like you know i'm just gonna leave it all out there even if i'm not feeling the best today because it's my last race and you know unfortunately um it kind of like i kind of let myself down was this was this the uh was this the meeting carp yeah and carp all right go on um, I kind of let myself down almost because um, in my 1600 meter race, I knew it was my last race and 1600 was really my primary event. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I took it out. Honestly, I took it out too hard. And I came in at my 800 meter split for the 1600 ended up being a 220, which was two sec- less than two seconds away from my 800 meter PRS. So, oh, so you went, you went just like balls blazing. You just went in. For that first 800 meter on your mile. Yeah, just because that mentality, knowing that it's your last high school race, Jeez. I just went in, came in at 220, and then I kind of died out a little bit on my third lap just what because you- I went out so hard. And uh, I ended up closing in at 459, which wasn't a PR for me, unfortunately. I mean, a two-second difference. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If you had 
you know, more of that mentality in there, which you probably did. If you probably, like, just did everything perfectly, you probably got, like, a 450 for all I know, or a 440 if you kept that pace. Yeah. But, you know, good for you. you know, it's a, that's a good PR, being the fastest in your in your school. You know, that's something to say because, you know, you went in for that mile, you know, freshman year, 5 minutes, 52 seconds. You know, you barely broke sub-6, and now you're here breaking sub five your senior year, which isn't, you know, impressive by like national, like, you know, school record standpoint, but, you know, it's impressive for the team itself. Yeah. So, like, how is it, you know, being, you know, probably the oldest being the senior in the class, and you have these people that, you know, they're freshmen, like, how is it being the veteran, you know, being that four year track, the track star, you know, how is it, how is it, like, in a loss of words, you know? How is it like teaching these freshmen on how to run, being the fastest and being like the oldest there? That's uh, really great because um, you know you get to uh, kind of show the the younger kids like what running is about and like the sort of like tradition. You got to carry on the tradition, like the legacy of like Nordoff running, and you know you you help them out and you you know you motivate them through the whole season. You tell them like, yeah, this is you got to like let them know that yeah you only have four years in high school and you got to make the most of it. So, you, you know, put in the work right now when you're young and then, you know, you'll enjoy it later, later on in your senior year when you're a senior. And then eventually those people are going to be the people that are, you know, educating their underclassmen. So, you know, it's really, I think it's about carrying on the legacy and also just being there for your teammates. Just, you know, um, for example, um, I, I didn't qualify for, for CIF. Mm-hmm. Um, but even after I didn't qualify, I still came out to practices and uh, I helped paste my some of my teammates that did qualify for um, prelims, CIF prelims. Yeah, you came out spirit, you know, I respect that, you know, because even if you didn't make it, you're still trying to be in that, even though it's like almost an individual sport, it's almost a team sport, like you said earlier. You know, everybody, it's almost tight-knit, even though everybody does different events and everybody's different in their own ways and how they run. So, you know, major props to you on that. Not a problem. So, let's go on to the other sport you did, if you will even want to call it a sport. Okay. Marching band. Marching band. Marching band. So, you played the alto, and, you know, me being close with you on the saxophone, you know, what was it like picking up that instrument? What made you, you know, pick it? Um. So, I think what really inspired me with, to play the alto saxophone was, um, it really started in fifth grade, you know, there was, like, the, the whole Bravo program. Oh, yeah. Um where like people would come to the elementary schools and showcase all the different instruments. They would let students play them and stuff. And, you know, I, I saw it. It was honestly probably just like, I was probably just like a kid, like, Oh, look at that instrument it has so many keys. And then, yeah, eventually I went to Miners Oaks and what, what happened was originally I was, I wanted to play the alto, but apparently Topa, Topa took all the altos. You funny you say that because I went to Topa and, uh, you know, I, there was, I swear to God, there was probably like seven or eight people that all had the alto because they wrote in saxophone. And I don't think Ojai Unified School District realized that they could give us tenors. We did not have a single tenor. We only had clarinets, altos, and trumpets, which is probably bad on them because they didn't share it to any other school. But luckily for me, I was a good soul, and I bought my own saxophone, just like Dante. But his was red. True. So, so since I couldn't get a saxophone after that, 
um what i was gonna do was play trumpet but then what i ended up doing was buying up like buying a like cheap saxophone <laughs> off like amazon so then that's how i sort of ended up playing the alto hey, not just one cheap saxophone two cheap I, saxophones yeah. but hey you upgraded i eventually got a good one that yeah, wasn't I, from amazon so you know that's how we got the introduction of playing the saxophone but what about the introduction of marching me the sport you know what made you pick marching band? Because I know you were there during the 4th of July going into our freshman year. Yeah. But was that what influenced you or was there anything else? Uh, I think there was a lot of influences. You know, um, just growing up in Ohio, I think most students, at least I knew about like the legacy that was carried on at Nordoff High School. I know that the music department was like a very big thing. And um, it was sort of just a thing that I always looked up to when I was in high school. I know that when I was a kid, I would see the marching band. Yeah. The Nordoff marching band in the 4th of July parade. Bill Wagner's very own. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty impressive. Maybe I want to do that one day. And then also, as a middle schooler, sometimes I would go to the football games and see the marching band perform. And I always thought it was something really interesting and something that I might want to do one day. And yeah, I think that's sort of what led me to want to do marching band. Yeah, I, I could say the same thing for me. I mean, I had other people, you know, like Norpa Kung Chan, Kevin Rumba, that like, you know, I knew them because of my sister and, you know, where my mom worked. And they kind of influenced me and I kind of saw them play. So, you know, everybody had different ways of their influence. And I see yours is, you know, just going and seeing it. And it was just kind of felt natural on it. That was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, did you have any other sports that you ever wanted to do in your high school that you kind of missed out or you always thought, like, you could have done? Any other sports? Um, not, maybe, maybe volleyball, if anything, but hey, to be let's honest, go. I was just, I'm happy with the sports that I've done, but yeah, maybe if I had to do something else, it would be volleyball. Also, actually, no. Yeah, I would do volleyball, but also... I wish that there was a boys lacrosse team because hey. there's like no boys lacrosse team. That they is. they need to have a boys lacrosse team. I mean, they can't just have a girls. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I mean, you can have a girls football team for all I care. But like, you know, just yeah. lacrosse, just the sport as a whole, because I know girls can join football, but I don't think I can join girls lacrosse due to CIF rules. So, you know, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, one, one day in college, I'll be able to play. Watch me. La- lacrosse was fun in like middle school so you know it'd be fun I mean, it'd be cool to have a boys lacrosse team if i could dome people in the head in eighth grade i bet you i can dome people in the head like playing as a sport I mean, that'd be kind of fun having a stick and a ball just and uh, I'd, I'd see that so i know i've been with you all four years of my high school career but i didn't even realize to see like during track and cross did you ever have like any injuries any shin splints or anything like that actually like kind of i don't know set you back from doing good in your career well uh to be honest i got pretty lucky throughout my whole four years of running lucky man except oh what for probably the last month and a half of track like Uh, right now yeah like my last season it was like i was kind of getting injured by the end of the season uh i was just like i don't know it's just Probably nothing too serious. Probably just like a temporary thing, but just my my uh, my quads and my thighs just felt but, like giving out by the end. Like, I don't know. like giving out, or like, like they're getting tired, or like tensing up. They were just 
really sore every time i put pressure on my leg it would just hurt but did you ever try recovering from that or like trying to like ease it i it's a little it's a little hard to just like ease it in the middle of the season usually when people get injured and should have asked me for my massage gun or something yeah no uh i could have helped you yeah no uh it usually just takes a while for for like those types of injuries to go away you kind of just need rest but you can't really rest take days off during the the season so you really just gotta suck it up and run with run through the pain uh, well yeah sure but i mean do you ever like try to like ibuprofen or anything you know like any S- nsaids or like anything like just anti-inflammatories anyway no no uh, like no. you just went in i i just try to roll it roll it out you Jesus. just gotta roll it out and you went through the pain i can respect that i mean me myself being injured you know it's tough yeah. So, you know, closing up, what would you say, I'd, oh, not to like the under, not to like the incoming class, but like, you know, for people that think, I, I don't know if I even asked this before, but what would you say to like the incoming class, like to intrigue them into joining track or to, you know, just do a sport in general? What would you say? Well, I would say definitely do a sport in high school. Don't be that guy or that girl that just go. does does PE because, like, honestly, like, why would you do PE when you have all these nice opportunities to do all the the great sports that Nordoff has to offer? I mean, you know, and specifically for track and cross country, I would say, you know, it's a really great sport. A lot. I know a lot of people say, you know, I don't run. I'm not a runner. But, you know, just try it out. Trust me. It's a great sport. And you'll honestly make some of your most close friends that you'll i know that you'll probably be friends with them after high school just because that sort of really great relationship exists with you know some of the people on like these running teams and stuff but kind of like the bond you make with them yeah the bond you make because you know i you know what they say you know when people go through tough times you know as in like running running the races they're tough you know that's really when people get to bond yeah all right i think we're i think we're good here good join track and cross country or volleyball, or, you know, as a as an incentive, or as a median, join marching band. Join marching band. All right, now it was great talking to you. Thank you, thank you, okay. Ken. All right, I'll nice. see you tomorrow, and uh, thank you for listening.